This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in a slightly chilly Johannesburg. Welcome, welcome to our entire radio family. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes of your Erev Shabbos afternoon, busy as it might be, as we are on the uh, probably the shortest uh, Friday afternoon of the year, or one of them. There are a few of this very, very short variety. Hope you had a a successful week, a week where Baruch Hashem you grew in your relationship to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and managed to accomplish the things you needed to do or you thought you needed to do in terms of your workload and your own achievements. Uh, just a little idea to start off the show before we go back to our Hilkha Shabbos of talking about talking. Uh, the things you are and learn a lot of speak about on 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 Shabbat. We uh, it's quite interesting that the uh, Pasha this week Pashat Baalaischa is a very dramatic uh, a Pasha. It's a Pasha that, uh, among other things, speaks about Moshe Rabbeinu's probably greatest confrontation with with Hashem and and uh, and. Uh, Challenge, kind of almost where, where he says, "How do you expect me to lead this nation? Uh, where, where, where am I going to get this?" Is when Hashem has promised them that He's going to give enough, enough uh, meat to feed the entire, the entire nation. And Moshe Rabbeinu wants to know how is that going to, how is that going to happen? It's quite a quite a dramatic exchange. Certainly worth, worth. Uh, Worth reading, but I want to just pick up a little bit on the very, very beginning of of the Pasha, Just an idea that uh, saw the other day, and I thought I would share it with the with the whole radio family. The Pasha begins with three verses about the lighting of the menorah, which, in a certain kind of way, seems a little bit. Random. I mean, we're not talking anymore about the Mishkan. We're not. We're talking about, uh, 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 you know, we spoke in the previous Pasha, and now we're really talking about the the uh, service of of the Levium. And uh, in fact, Rashi ra- raises and brings the 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 statement of of the Chazal. What is it? What is in fact the connection between the last bit of last week's Pasha? Where we discussed in great detail the the uh, contributions, the donations of the of the nisiyim of the uh, of the priests, the leaders of the Jewish nation who dedicated the uh, the, Jew, the the mishkan by bringing the sacrifices and the donations that they that they uh, that they bring that they bring for the honor of of the Mishkan all twelve and it's it's brought in quite great great detail and then this week's Pasha starts with the with the Minoira. So Rasha says what's the connection between the one and and the other? So Rasha brings down that because when all the tribes were invited and all the tribes came forward to bring their sacrifices, to bring their donations for the dedication of the of the Mishkan, and Aranakain saw that all the tribes, all twelve, including two from Yosef, Yosef's uh, Menashe and Ephraim, all 
brought the contributions, and his tribe, the tribe of Levi, wasn't involved at all. Not him and not his entire, not his entire tribe. And Chazal said that he, he became very, very upset. And he said, well, why are we being left out? This is discrimination. This is apartheid. Why, why is Shevet Levi not being included in the, in the dedication of the base of Mikdash? So Hashem answers him and says, no, no, don't worry. What I have in mind for you, what I've, what I've given in store for you is much greater than what is in store for them because you have the privilege of every day lighting and preparing the, the candles of the menorah and that's your special, that is your special task. And therefore, don't feel bad about the fact that you're not involved in the, in the bringing of the sacrifices for the, for the, for the Mishkan. Uh, I have something much greater in store, in store for you. So we know already the, the, the Ramban has, has a huge problem with this because the Ramban asks, you know, um, number one, uh, how did that really comfort? I mean, you, you wanted to be involved in that. How does offering another prize uh, 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 kind of, you know, uh, make him feel better and he wasn't involved in, in this thing? And secondly, you know, I mean, if God was trying to to sort of placate Aaron and, and find for him the unique things that that Kainim do, I mean, they're, they're perhaps much more prominent and much more important things than then preparing and lighting the the menorah. I mean, he brings all the sacrifices. In fact, I mean, it's almost ironic. Yeah, uh, he says he wasn't involved in the in the uh, process of dedicating the Mishkan. Well, all those sacrifices brought and and kind of donated by the twelve Nisiim who actually processed the, all those animals and brought them on Mizbeach was none other than Aaron and his and his two sons. But besides that, there's so many more monumental things. I mean, think of the the, the Yom Kippur service, which the, the entire sort of uh, atonement of the Jewish nation depends on on that. And and that had to be done solely and only by by not only the Kohen, but by the, by the Kohen Gadol. So Aaron has this huge role to play. Why wasn't that, why wasn't that meant to, to, to solace uh, Aaron that he wasn't involved in bringing the, the, the Korbanots? So therefore, the Ramban wants to say that God was alluding not only to the lighting of the menorah in the in the temple, which was a relatively short-lived thing. I mean, the temple existed for a total of nine hundred of, of eight hundred and thirty years over both uh, editions, um, but in fact was referring to the lighting of the Hanukkah candles of the Hanukkah menorah, which was brought about, the miracle happened because of the Hashmonaim, who were the uh, descendants of Aaron, the tribe of, of, of the Kayanim, who were the ones that went to that went to fight, that the sons of Matisio Kohen Gadol, who, who were victorious over the Greeks and, and rededicated the entire service in the Beit HaMikdash and relit the menorah, and the miracle happened, and all all of our Hanukkah comes from their, from their incredible Incredible actions, and that's what that's what uh, what Hashem used as a means of of comforting Aaron that he wasn't involved in the in the dedication of the of the of, of the Mishkan.
But, but still, it, it begs sort of understanding as to what really was bugging Aaron. Why was Aaron, in fact, so kind of really, uh, you know, kind of funked out and, and, and depressed by the fact that he didn't get a chance to, to be, to be, uh, be involved? I mean, so, so an explanation, beautiful explanation. That if we look in Rashi, in the last six Pasha, Pasha Nasa, Rashi explains to us who, in fact, these Nasiyim were. Well, how were they chosen? Yeah, there wasn't there was it wasn't a democratic election or anything like that. What did they do to merit being chosen as the Nasiyim, as the leaders of the tribes? Basically, after Moshe and Aaron, perhaps the most important leaders in in, in Jewish nation, the ones who who Moshe himself says would help him to divide the land and 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 do all the administrative things for 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 the community. What? Merit did they have that made them uh, eligible for that leadership? And Rasha explains that these Nisim had a past. These Nisim were, in fact, the in Mitzrayim. These were the the uh, call them the couples, call them the, the the Jewish overseers of the slaves. You know, the Egyptian overlords didn't really feel like getting their hands dirty and you know sitting out in the sun all day, so they, you know. Uh, appointed underlings, they appointed Jewish sort of foremen to oversee the gangs of Jewish workers, and they would just sort of come out of the pub once a day to to check on them and and see what was what was going on. And the Chazal tells us, you know, at, at the end of the day, when the Jews reported back and you know what they had done, if the overlords saw that the uh, that the amount of work that was allocated to be done that day had not been achieved, whatever the number of bricks hadn't been made and the road, you know, three kilometers of the road hadn't been dug. So then an investigation was immediately launched and they wanted to find out who was the indolent worker, who was the worker that that didn't manage to do his job properly. And the the Chazal tell us that uh, these Jewish foremen uh, covered up for the inadequacies or, 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 or shortfall of their of their workers by saying it was their fault that uh, you know they, they would take responsibility you know the, the buck stops here and they allowed themselves to be beaten up and, and 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 kind of bullied by these Egyptian overlords rather than kind of ratting or or, or, or telling on on the individual workers who had maybe had not been as industrious as the, as they should have been by so they were they were beaten up because of that says Hashem that's so amazing that ability to want to sacrifice for other people I'm going to reward them they are going to become the leaders of the Jewish nation they took responsibility for the Jews they're they're going to become the leaders says Aaron that's amazing. That they were prepared to literally risk their bodies and risk their their health in order to protect other Jews. That level of mesirat nefesh to help others, we don't have that. My tribe never merited that because, of course, the tribe of Levi didn't actually work in in Mitzrayim. They weren't they weren't uh, enslaved by the Egyptians, and therefore we never had that opportunity. These people are are, are really are really great, and and of course, Aaron, this 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 this. Uh, Almost like a depression, a sadness, and you know why? Why did my shevet never, never merit that kind of a, a potential, that kind of a an opportunity to 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 do so much for others? Says says God to him, "Don't worry. 
What you're going to do in the future is even greater because you're going to light, light the candles. You are going to rededicate the service in, in the Beit HaMikdash. These, these uh, Shotrim, these uh, Jewish policemen, yes, what they did was amazing. What they did was incredible. They, they put their own bodies, they put their own lives on, on the line to help other other Jews, but at the end, and which is a totally amazing thing, but at the end of the day, they were doing it for an individual, for for a small or small group. But what I have in mind for you, says Hashem to Arnakain, is you are going to be responsible for rededicating, for relighting, for rekindling, for kind of re-energizing the entire connection of the Jewish nation with God, keeping that Beit HaMikdash, which had been defiled by the Greeks, going and running and, and, and up and, and, and you're sort of being the spiritual uh, epicenter of the Jewish nation for another couple of hundred of years until the second destruction. It's a much, much, much greater thing. And, and while you know, we function on, on two on two levels, and yes, as individuals, our obligation is to is to look out for and and do and help you know, uh, any and every individual as much as as much as possible. But we also have to realize that we operate on the great big stage of life. We are we are part of the greatest nation on earth, and everything we do and everything we we contemplate and everything we get involved in, we have to realize may have. Uh, 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 ramifications and, and and may have sort of uh, 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 you know kind of a uh, uh, the 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 ripples may may spread for throughout the entire Jewish nation and we have to be mindful and conscious of the fact that that uh, we also have the potential to make a big difference in a huge huge way and we really determine how we're going to be seen how we're going to how we're going to be perceived whether we're going to you know, make that role in that. There's, there's quite a lot in the, in the Pasha also the, about the 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 man and and the the, the Jewish the Jews in the in the nation and the Pasuk in fact says Shatua uh, The people had to go running around and and gathering. And the Gemara and Yuma says a famous famous statement that we know the 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 man uh, fell in in different places. It fell uh, by the uh, right in front of the door for the great righteous people and a bit further away for the medium and and uh very very far away for the for the uh not not so righteous and uh, I just want to share with you quickly a, a comment from Yosef Chaim Zunfeld on that but before that we're going to take a short break uh to go to the shops please don't Run away. Thank you for being with us. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on your favorite radio station in Johannesburg. Joining you every day from one, between 1 and 3, the Soul to Soul program, all sorts of inspirational opportunities to learn and imbibe all sorts of different areas of wisdom in in Judaism. Just a few important details about this uh, Shabbat, Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Beha'alotacha, the times for this Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh 
begins this afternoon. The latest time for lighting Shabbos candles today is five minutes past five. So uh, if you're kind of going through day at a leisurely pace, maybe we need to just step it up one or two notches so that we can make sure to get everything done and everything ready in time for, for, for the Shabbat. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 5.57 at three minutes before six o'clock. As I say, the shortest Shabbat of the uh, of the year. Today is the 15th day of the month of Sivan and uh, kind of heading already towards towards the the end of of the uh of the month. So the to set up a quote I would share with you a thought from Rav Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. Rav Zonenfeld says that how how did this work out? I mean uh, on what basis did uh, God decide who who would get the money outside their front door and who would get it uh, a further further away? I mean, and even to talk about Rishaim, I mean, what what evil people were there at that at that time? I mean, everyone was just sitting there enjoying God's presence and living in the clouds of glory and and you know doing doing their thing. How would you even classify someone as as a as a Russia? So. Zonnefeld says that, in fact, the first day the man fell, the man fell right outside the door of every single Jew. Every single year opened his tent flap or whatever they had uh, in the morning and saw the man right outside. The righteous people went out, scooped it up, brought it inside, whatever, made their breakfast and thanked Hashem, of course, for the incredible gift of 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 food and uh, carried on. Others said, "Is that all? Is that, is that all Hashem is giving us? Surely there must be more." And they began to sort of search around the camp uh, to to find more portions of money. And and maybe they did. And and they forayed further and further and further in in search of more and more money. Says Hashem, "Oh." You are interested in in going further and further away to to uh, get your man fine tomorrow. You'll uh, I'll make it further from you so you can uh, so you can have that trip every every single day. And obviously, eventually they realized that uh, as much as they were collecting and as far as they were traveling to amass many 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 portions, at the end of the day, they weren't getting more than the allotted omer that every single Jew and, and those who those who did tshuva. Return to get it by their door. Otherwise, they ended up uh, hiking every single every single day. And he says the the, the rishaim. He says were those who, you know, well, what were the Jews doing all day? They were basically were sitting and and learning Torah every day. There'd be a shear from Rishabain or Aaron. You couldn't ask for more than more than that. Were there people that perhaps didn't come to shear? So he proposed, yeah, yes that the, there were some people who didn't come because they had the excuse, well, they need to find more money because the money they have isn't enough. So instead of coming to, to learn Torah, they would go foraging around searching for more more money. And, you know, when Hashem says that, well, if you uh, if you have opportunities to study Torah and you waste them, 
then uh, I'll give you more reasons to waste. And therefore, they had to go for a long walk every day to get them on. And thus, uh, based on their own actions, they ended up missing missing the, the, the shear. So it's, it's very much uh, dependent on us whether we want to make the big contribution on the big stage or, or God forbid, be, be selfishly, selfishly in common. We are talking about the things one is allowed to speak about on Shabbat. The last thing we spoke about last week was uh, you're even allowed to make plans for a wedding, a wedding is a mitzvah, and those things that are directly related to the mitzvah, even such things as as the the clothing of the chatan and kala, and even the the music, because the the simchat chatan and kala is is a mitzvah. Obviously, you can't conclude a deal, you can't sign a contract, even verbally, but one could discuss. Uh, 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 the things that are necessary for these mitzvahs. Those things about the wedding that may not be such mitzvahs, such as maybe buying clothing for everybody else or even hiring the the video or the photographer, which, uh, strange to say, is not actually part of the mitzvah of, of getting married. That, of course, should not be done on, on Shabbat because they're not really considered to be part of the mitzvah at uh at uh, at all, one would be allowed to make an appeal, or you sort of uh, 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 go through the the motions of making a a collection on uh, on on Shabbos, where every person will kind of commit himself and undertake to donate a a certain amount of money, either for some uh, uh, charitable cause some some great need that has arisen or even for the the shul even for the shul it uh, itself because that that is a mitzvah one can one can uh, uh, ask people at the at the bima when they get uh, when they get aliyot to make uh, donations for either for the need of the shul or for some other stucker stucker cause that is being uh, championed at that uh, at that time uh, it would even be uh, permitted for parents to talk about the the budgets they would need the funds they would need to organize the Torah education of their of their children um because that certainly is is a mitzvah to make sure that one teaches one's children uh, 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 Torah and even the other obligations that a parent has a parent has an obligation to teach his son some kind of uh trade so that would also be then uh, 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 within the realm of that uh, of that discussion uh, and uh, you know if those who are involved in uh, in education if they needed to have a discussion about uh, budgets for for the uh, for the school or what classes or organization of the schools, obviously, uh, teaching Torah is is the biggest mitzvah, and discussions around that, if they need to take place on Shabbos, would certainly be be uh, uh, allowed. It would even be possible, let's say, for a a principal to uh, approach a potential employee, a potential a potential teacher. And, and begin a discussion of whether he'd be prepared to teach and even perhaps mention what he might be able to uh, take home at the end of the month. Obviously, again, not to reach an agreement, not certainly to, uh, to, uh, to sign any, uh, any, anything, but, uh, 
you know, since this is uh, is important, that could be done on uh, on on Shabbos, uh, as well as any discussion of a public need, uh, which is you know even sort of making roads and things like that. Although the, it may not necessarily be a mitzvah, but all public things are 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 mitzvahs. Also, we're going to come back in a minute. We just need to uh, pay another another account or two. Please stay tuned. Please don't run away. We are enjoying your company. This is uh, High FM on Soul to Soul. Bye-bye. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM. We are back for another segment of the show of the show today. So we said that before the break that uh, anything which is of public uh, a benefit, even if it's something that, strictly speaking in itself, is not a mitzvah activity such as to build or improve the infrastructure or the or the roads for the uh, for the uh, for the community, or even raising money for communal needs would again fall under the category of those things that are permitted on on uh, on on Shabbat and. Uh, you know, again, one has to be so careful with these things, you know, it, it cannot be a license to just do anything, but particularly things that, you know, one has an opportunity to discuss now. The people are there, uh, but obviously not to let it carry you away and let it dominate your your whole, your whole, uh, whole, whole Shabbos. Uh, and, and, you know, and as we said before, not to discuss the actual, uh, uh, how it's going to be done and, and things like that, which might involve malacha on, uh, on, on, on Shabbos. But, you know, uh, 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 obviously within the realm of the Allah, one needs to use, you know, that, uh, that sort of that fifth chalak of the, of the Shulchan Aruch, the, the, the human intellect to decide what is really appropriate and what doesn't actually need to happen on, on Shabbat. On Shabbat at uh, at uh, at all, um, if there was interesting, well, that if there was a uh, a lost object, uh, if let's say it's something valuable, one would be able to uh, to announce about that uh, find even on on Shabbat, even if the actual item that was lost was something mukt that couldn't be handled on Shabbat itself. Let's say someone lost uh, an amount of money or a, or a purse or something or something valuable along those lines, uh, a phone, right? So that uh, you'd be able to, after Shabbat, fulfill the, the mitzvah of, of returning a, a, a lost object, a Shabbat which is a very, very important, important mitzvah. Therefore, if one needed publicity, one needed, let's say, to announce it in shuls, one could uh, one could uh, do that. Uh, the Mishnah Bura even brings down if there's a place where uh, it's difficult to find sufficient uh, matzot for Pesach or Sukkot time, and there's a a scarcity of uh, of arba minim. It's not so. It wasn't you know. They weren't always as available as they are now. One would even be allowed to make an announcement in shul where uh, one could get them and what arrangements one could make for for getting them. Because again, those are obviously uh, uh, necessary uh, uh, mitzvot, and such announcements would be allowed to be done on uh, on Shabbat, on Shabbat, uh, on Shabbat also. Um, really being told that uh, it's time to. To wind up, um, so so uh, as I said, it, it, it's it's 
uh, we're going to talk next time about reading material. What is it that you're allowed to read on on Shabbat, and and what is what is not uh, 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 permitted? So maybe we'll leave it for next week, so that those who are uh, still studying for I'm just teasing, studying for exams. No, we well, we won't uh, go down that road that road uh, uh, yet. But again, just to to as I said, you know, whatever the halacha is to understand that this is really a discussion about about guarding and and looking after the the sanctity of Shabbos the the character of of Shabbos and you know really getting your head involved in anything which has nothing to do with uh, with Shabbat uh, uh, is somehow inherently almost a contradiction to what to what Shabbat is is meant to be, and therefore something we have to be, we have to be, uh, we have to be careful, careful about. So basically, today we spoke about really two two major subjects. Number one is this concept of being mindful of the fact that everything we are doing is on the great big stage, and our decisions and our uh, 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 kind of uh, uh, you know desire to to achieve, in fact, sets the tone for what we are going to be able to. Achieve and and accomplish both in our own private sphere and and globally, and also we can we conclude discussion about talking about things that are necessary for a mitzvah on 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 Shabbat. Bez Hashem, with the help of God, we'll be back next week and have the opportunity to discuss a bit a bit further. In the meantime, we invite you to stay tuned to Chai FM. Lots more beautiful music coming up to lead you all the way until Shabbat and candlelighting at 5.05. In the meantime, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for being part of our radio family. Please do stay tuned every weekday, Monday to Friday from 1 to 3 to listen to Soul to Soul. And wishing each and every one of you and your entire families and the entire community a very, very warm Shabbat Shalom.